On the twelfth day of Christmas, my strictly gave to me twelve. Craig's a smirking eleven. Moxie's tapping ten. Anton's ranting nine. Shirley's chickens eight. Pros are hoofing. Seven contempos are wafting. Six rumbas in total. Five medium-sized things. Four little tables. Three test bots. Two Claudia's. And thank Dave Arch and his orchestra, please. Welcome to episode 14 of series 6 of the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host tonight. I'm joined by Millie. Hello. And Vicky. Hi. Who are live on the call and there'll be uh, other people in the voice notes to give you a battered, reduced selection box of strictly hot takes. We're your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated, unauthorized source of strictly come dancing analysis and opinions. We're not neutral, we're not always polite, but we do know what day it is. And at this point in the season, that is real power. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com. But bear in mind, I'll probably not be looking in that inbox for the next nine months. Uh, but you can follow us on Twitter at keepdancingpod. Uh, so first businesses first. Um, we recorded episode 13 jubilantly that um, our frock fave was going to be dancing in the final. Oh, I'd forgotten that we'd not discussed the yeah. heartbreak. Yeah, oh that. my god. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> we managed to hubris AJ's ankle off. Yeah. It. Even though I went into that final, like we said, knowing entirely who was going to win, I was so looking forward to seeing. The full, uh, the, the full trio, <clears throat> and so it was very, very, very sad uh, for her to not be able to take part. And uh, yeah, I hope her ankle is getting lots of rest and all of the cortisone shots it needs. In the week leading up to the final, when was it? I know it was announced. I think on the Thursday or the Friday, quite late, that she wouldn't be taking part but what was what were we being told before that that she just had an injury they were keeping an eye on it because i never thought it was that serious until i heard she wasn't dancing um there was i think there was something on the monday or the tuesday uh where it was like a news story where somebody had seen that she was on crutches Mm. and then when they did it takes two they were still like glassy-eyed and hopeful that she was going to be able to dance even though she couldn't put any weight on the foot and I was like <laughs> the, 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 the quick step and the jive you say <laughs> um, and then I think it might yeah it would be very late on where they got the like the actual medical diagnosis of what was wrong with her ankle and that she was not, not allowed out- to even attempt to dance on it yeah. And at some point the insurers say, I don't care what you say, you're not doing this. Yeah, because it, it seemed to very quickly go from she has a slight injury to 
she can never she can never dance. <laughs> yeah, I guess there was probably just some sort of story management going on because they didn't want it to be like, oh my god, drama, while she was potentially pre- preparing for the grand final and they didn't want it to overshadow uh, the whole thing. But, I mean, when one third of your content is missing, how can it not overshadow mm-hmm. what's going on? That um, glaring gap where her star should have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it was quite obvious. Like they reduced the running time. They only lost 13 minutes of show and everything else was. All of the other bits of show were clearly being allowed to breathe to their fullest extent. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it must have been like especially tiring for Rose and John just having to really quickly turn about between their dances because it didn't feel like there was a lot of extra filler in their bits. And I felt like when in the Claudia's bits... They, they the extended chats were very like and you know so how is your mum doing <laughs> like, <laughs> it was it was like we need to fill another three minutes um I think I think what really was unfortunate was that it wasn't it was a final with the, with the three of them all very similar ability all with routines that you want to see again and it just really Held the excitement because everyone was going to be so killer. Um, we knew who was going to win anyway, but it just felt, yeah, a little bit unbalanced, I guess. Yeah, um, it was sort of it was sort of missing the the sort of electricity that they would have brought to it. Mm. And and poor AJ was sat there in her half of her Joe dance frock and a. Bejeweled boot. I mean, yeah, all credit to the Strictly team for making her feel as included as she could possibly be without, you know, being able to put feet on the floor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she was availing herself of the green room fizz. She was riding around on Kai's back. I mean... (laughs) It very quickly went from all that, like... Jovality to the interview of Claudia, where like which quickly descended into like quite a lot of emotion that we couldn't quite um, be comfortable with. Everybody crying, basically. Yeah, Everybody everyone crying. crying and unsure who to look at. Yeah, the fact that they'd done the same level of crying on it takes two twenty four hours before as well. Um. Yeah, that was that was quite uncomfortable, but I do think it's sort of probably better than just having everybody be all smiles, ah, mm. ah, it's life type of thing. Because it is like it is gutting when you've prepared for the show, and then like the very pinnacle of it is taken away from you outside of your control. I I think it would have felt very false and uh like terrifying forced uh, mm. like cheerfulness would have rubbed people the wrong way there was already a a little sort of echo of that sort of 2020 series manic cheering uh from everybody <laughs> at the cabaret tables yeah it it had started to go a little bit um feral a little bit 20 little bit 2020 feral yeah 
And, you know, we, we know that that's in everybody now. Nikita banging his chair. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> a chaos pixie. Yeah, a legend. A legend. I, I'm very, I love, I love Nikita as an addition to the new pros. Same with Kai. Um, I really liked watching Nancy dance. Um, ah, female, new female pro danced in the Christmas thing. You fit so. Loved watching her. She was a very nice dancer. So that was all good fun. And so tiny. <laughs> the tiniest little bean. <laughs> very small. <laughs> a very small person. Um, and I, I think with the sort of those four new dancers plus Cameron, who we've not seen anything of yet really very true it feels a bit like a, re- a slight a pro reset moment and i think we might look back on this series as a you know time when this new cohort kind of brought things mm-hmm. up to date a little bit more you know you, we've lost anton from the pro lineup karen might be leaving oki might be leaving and it's kind of yeah moving on yeah there's a there's a a, a short list in my head of pros that i don't think we'll be seeing Again, come September. Neil couldn't be more visibly done with it all. <laughs> yeah. I didn't talk that. What? <laughs> really? No, I didn't. Oh. Huh? He, he looks actually just like he would quite happily be doing anything other than Strictly at the minute. No, he's done with the Latin and ballroom part of yeah, it. Yeah, he just wants to be an urban street dancer now. I don't understand that. I suppose that is kind of... An, ele- an element of Strictly now, but it sits as well on Strictly as it does on Neil. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. In in terms of show dancers, I I do like them more when Gilkerson hasn't had his filthy hands on them. His paws. Mm. Um. Which one were the Gilkerson ones? Both of them. All of them. Oh, all of all of them. Yeah. Uh, no, I won't be remembering the show dances. For, for very long, I struggled to locate them in my brain. Then, um, and I did as much as I, we all love Rose, and you know I, I really love them as a partnership and worthy winners. I just didn't felt the show dance was a little bit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, Saccharine. simpering. Saccharine, that's the word. Yes, thank you. Um, and uh, if you're going to wear ballet shoes, you've got to point your toes. <laughs> Sorry. All the medium-sized Veronas uh, in the world can't help you out if you're not going to point your toes. Uh, it was like it was an elaborate series of lifts, which is what a show dance can be. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it was all hanging off. Her name's Rose, you see. <laughs> um, which, like. I don't know. I would rather have heard, uh, had done some angular body movements to the East Enders theme. <laughs> oh my god. That is a mental image that's never going to leave me. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I loved having Rose as a winner. I think actually the, re- the real winner was diversity and inclusivity this year. <laughs> um, Did you think the show patted itself on the back a little bit much about that? Yeah, like the the show was positively beaming with glee at itself. Um, but you know, I it is nice to see them make the changes that were really, really overdue. I think the show the show can have 
a cookie, but it can't pat itself on the back so much. He can have a cookie, but he's not having the full jar. Yeah. Because, I mean, so I've been looking at clips from older episodes and things for for fun reasons. And, um, like, in the early noughties, Strictly was kind of homophobic. Like... (laughs) There was a lot of telling people off for being effeminate and yes. things. Yeah, and um, like a lot of Len Goodman's critiques in particular were all about policing masculinity and things. Um, and we that's gone now. And good riddance. Yeah. And they'd be especially praising if, if the men were especially masculine uh, as well. That was also... In the same vein, it was like, especially with the sportsmen. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of. Well, you came out there and you <laughs> and you and you took it by the scruff of the neck, and like, well, I mean, well, it was a run, but you didn't need to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think yeah, even though quite a lot of the sort of the trad Latin and ballroom world is all about performing gender in various different ways what we've had quite a lot of in um this year strictly is nuances of that yes mm-hmm. i agree um and ah oh, last year it must have been last year or perhaps 2019 who knows uh, i read quite a good paper about um the policing of femininity when Hope Solo was doing Dancing with the Stars and she like they were basically mean to her and wouldn't give her anything above a six until she stopped like looking butch and wow. started acting like a lady. Um and, and we 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 see that a lot on Strictly still. But yes, Strictly has for a long time been one of the most inclusive shows on the TV, and this year it's actually, you know, earned some of that. Mm. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I loved so much of this year mm. and what we saw from it. What did we think about everybody? Well, the people who uh, could come back, coming back, and the people who didn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that happened. Yeah. God bless Karen. Turning up to be sat on a seashell or whatever it was. I know she's injured, so can't dance. Yeah, um, I thought th- I thought that was very good. Although it was quite haunting, uh, Greg popping out with his big beard that he's been growing the second that he was out of the show. <laughs> yeah, the second he didn't have to worry about gathering votes for being the handsome young man on horseback. Um, the beard. Reappeared. It looked quite like he was about to do uh, the Tempest w- with Karen. <laughs> mm, yeah. He just, you just know he wanted to say, "I'm going to an audition." <laughs> um, <laughs> just passing on Radiating my way. the energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also seeing him alongside all the other people from the light entertainment world <laughs> in the dance. Yeah. <laughs> Bit jarring. I'm very, very sad that Tilly couldn't make yeah. it. Um, yes. Obviously she had COVID. Um, so that was really, really sad. Another person tested, had tested positive and couldn't make it. Um, and 
I felt I felt very sorry for Diane because obviously with the early exit again and then not even getting really much exposure in the last number but just going in there and giving it a lot um as she did in the Christmas special as well actually yeah bless Diane I really hope she gets better luck because like with the parallel career as an, as an influencer and YouTuber she doesn't necessarily need the show anymore no yeah, she's someone I, I'm really starting to firstly associate not with the show, um, which is probably intention, her intention, but I like seeing her dance too. Yeah, and they, when she's good, she's really fun. And her like her series with Joe, I mean, obviously, because they ended up having something like a special connection, it was really fun. Mm. It was love to watch. And we knew nothing, she'd done one year before that, and we knew really nothing of her. Um, and post that Joe series, we still don't know much more of her. Ah, uh, well. Um, I'm, I'm glad Tom came back and... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and, and emoted on a watermelon. Um, that was good. Kind of back. But, you know, the the... Grand final of Strictly, it feels, quite a lot of the time, it feels like you could do, probably just do the vote during the week, and the Saturday night show itself exists largely as a vehicle for everybody to get to the after show party. Yeah, I, I think that's probably fair. I think by the time we get to the grand final, they're all sort of done with it as well. <laughs> Which is a shame for the people that are, other than the actual main finalists who are busy, uh, everyone else is just... But not done with it in a bad way. It, no, like, no, just exhausted. And... Yeah, like, done with it in the way that, um, like, all the Eurovision people, by the time it gets to the Saturday of the Grand Final, and the normies are all tuning in, like, everybody who's been in it since the beginning is just like, look, we're we're just getting through tonight, and then we're going to the party. I really enjoyed that. I'm not sure what the reasoning was, but for for whatever reason, the the ones who were eliminated didn't have to socially distance because they could obviously all get together on the group dance. Um, there are some great backstage videos on various people's Instagrams of like them just up to shenanigans together, and it's just nice because we've not seen that for two years. Yes, and um, there was, uh, I think they'd been doing it all the way through the series, but they'd um, had a rule about what goes on in hotel club stays in hotel club, but where they all stay in the hotel uh, near Elstree the night before the show, there was quite a lot of content from that before the final. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, the logic was that all of the cast were now part of the pro bubble because they'd like been PCR'd before they went to the hotel or something. Right. Um, that and that's sense. why everybody could hug. And yes, it was really good. A, like a big group hug. I liked it. Yeah, I sort of miss the big group hug when people get eliminated. Still like, miss it. Some, yeah. Just something quite nice about seeing that. And so that's stood out as a thing that we, we've missed in the last couple of. So I think for the natural performers, they're comfortable filling that time. Like if they're eliminated and they can like do a dance or like have a laugh or whatever. But for the more introverted ones, 
if I was in that position, for example, I would like I'd be relying on the time to go and hug people, <laughs> like just like detract the attention. It at least <laughs> gives you time to arrange your face because, like, did you see the way the like the papers? Like, Moxie was blinking back tears when Rose won. And, of course, the more racist end of the papers and decided that she was fuming. Saw that. I was just did not understand. But what? <sighs> yeah. They were, the, that end of the papers just can go and take a long walk. Off a short... And then they find three tweets that support the point. Yeah. Off a short pier. Um, so, on my official 2022 Strictly wish list, I'm going to put group hugs. What have you got? Yes. I'd like to keep Anton as judge. Yeah, I know. Judge Anton being really good. I I don't take back everything I ever said about him because he, he did no. seem really horrible and bitter and possibly a bad teacher towards the end of his tenure as a pro. But as a judge, a revelation. Agreed. I'm no. just eating a Liebkuchen <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> I've made my point and now I'm eating a Liebkuchen. Um, I I know we, we like the cabaret tables, etc. I do just miss the in-studio atmosphere without the full audience. I mean, I've no idea whether we'll be in a position for that next year, but I live in hope. Yeah, I do. You see, I love the cabaret tables and it, um, it I think it highlights the sort of uh, mutual respect amongst the pros and like ha- the the support that the celebs give one another but i would quite like uh the slightly manic mm. no public are allowed air to disappear from uh the world in general um but we'll have to see on that one get the public back in the balcony and on the two sides uh, yes. Uh, keep yes. the cabaret tables, uh, or extend the claudatorium and have the cabaret. No, keep the cabaret tables. Um, yeah, and bring back making all of the couples bow to the audience yes. at the end of their dance. I mean, that's been gone since what, like series three or something. But I oh, loved yeah, it's it. been gone ages. <laughs> but I think I, I rewatched an episode for reasons I can't really remember, other than I think I found one on YouTube, and. Um, I really enjoyed picking up on little bits. Yes. Um, and while we're in that, bring back them walking out behind the curtain. And I, do, I just enjoyed seeing like them have the, like, the little hug before they walk on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give us more, yes, more storyline moments. Because I think they, they must be aware that a lot of, a lot of the storylines this year were shipper storylines. Um, and just throw some red meat to the shippers, guys. <laughs> red meat. <laughs> I, I, I keep watching that little bit I clipped of uh, Giovanni looking like his heart was being crushed. He's gone to Italy. His socials are full of him having... He was at a very glamorous christening. I think he's okay. I think he's fine, but th- there was there was that moment in the final when she, uh, it just yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All the feelings. Um, I cried I think... so much in that final. It's the first time in years I've cried at a strictly anything. 
I was uh, I was crying so much in uh, John's show dance um, that I didn't realise that the confetti had made the entire dance unwatchable. And then when I tried to watch it back on YouTube, still <laughs> unwatchable. You can't, you just can't see anything that's happening during the confetti blast. Yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm wondering whether they would have rehearsed it, or you know, done a dress rehearsal with it, because it would have been a lot to clear up. It can't have been the first time they did it like that because visually they would have spotted it, surely. Yeah. I, I suspect it will have been their first run through with the full confetti blast because when we when I was in my old job and we did weddings, we had to that we stopped we started banning people from having um even like handheld confetti cannons in the building because you would find confetti six months after. Ugh. Yeah. Just like drifting down from bits of the ceiling. Obviously, I'm working in, I was working in craggy old buildings with ceilings where things can get like stuck under a bit of moulding, but um, just they were just horrendous to clean up. All right, maybe just CGI confetti in the future. Oh no, that would just be as bad. Anyway, have we got just no, no confetti. confetti? Have we got anything um, else to say about the final before we wrap up and move on to um, the? <laughs> The Christmas item. Uh, just that in the series in general. I mean, they've done this for the last maybe year or two, but the VTs are really nice now. Like across the board, they're not stupid anymore. And we went through so many years of VTs being ridiculous, and I really started to resent the show a little bit. And it's just really nice to be back in a good place with them. Yeah, they're a good mixture of like rehearsal process, technical content and yes. like story content and they are no longer making the rest of the show look cheap by by being cheap. Yeah, and they're putting all like the silly stuff for their Twitter or whatever. Like they make them film something each week it seems of them doing some kind of little silly activity. But I don't mind that because I can just not watch it. Exactly. It's for TikTok and we don't have to watch it. Yeah, it's not aimed at us. We don't have to have anything to do with it unless we want to um, see them doing bad ASMR videos at each other. Which maybe we do. Hi, everyone. It's Anne here. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everybody. Um, What final? Um... I kind of felt in a really weird way that the feeling in the studio must have been really weird because as we kind of went through the show, we knew that it should have been a four-person final and it ended up being a two-person final. And um, it must have been really pressurised for John and Johannes and Rose and Giovanni. And it must have been a bit weird for them. And it must have been just awful for Kai and AJ. I feel really, really sorry for them. But I do feel like the best dancer won, the best partnership won. Um, a real a real case of it wasn't just about Rose learning about dance from Giovanni. It was about Giovanni learning about an aspect of life he didn't know about from Rose. So, um, absolutely brilliant final. The uh, <laughs> the um, the Christmas show. What a hot mess that was. <laughs> um, it, it it was like, did I have too much turkey, or did that actually happen? <laughs> um, it was it was festive fun, you know. 
the show's made up and the scores don't matter. Um, so, yeah, the, it was just just a really nice way, a nice strictly way to end a year. Um, uh, just a couple of little kind of forward thinking. Um, as much as the cast of 2021 was amazing and diverse and full of different types of people, jobs, uh, backgrounds, that kind of thing. It was a little bit obvious that a lot of them were English-based, so it would be nice to have a little bit more representation that way. One way they could get around that is obviously we've got the Winter Olympics, so there'll be a lot of Scottish people doing very well. Um, they'll all, there's also the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Brum, in, in Birmingham. Um, and we might get some kind of local heroes coming to the fore. Somebody who I know is in the know has told me that quite a few athletes who went to Tokyo last uh, this year um, are maybe thinking about having their swan song in Brum. So there may well be some people who are thinking about having a break or hanging up their respective equipment um, in in the new in in kind of like the summer. So there might be a few people willing to do Strictly uh, next Christmas. Two honourable mentions. Number one, star of the year has to be Nikita. Oh my goodness! Who knew we knew we knew, who knew we knew we needed him? We're just when we got to the point where we're thinking we've nearly been doing this show twenty years, we know it all, and he comes along and goes, "No, you don't." I I hope we get to keep on keep hold of him, really, because he's amazing. And last but not least, probably surprise of the year has been Anton. I think I've learned more about him in the last three months than I have as him being a pro on the show. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, 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 if we get our original panel back, whether it'll be a five-person panel with Bruno or they have some kind of rotating door kind of thing. And we can have Cynthia back. Yeah, we can have Cynthia back. Um, so yeah, that's all I really have to say. Um, and I hope to speak to all of you very, very soon. Bye. So in terms of the finale, I thought both Rose and John were absolutely stellar, as I expected. Though I wasn't too sold on Rose's show dance, but the couple's choice was still absolutely spine-tingling, especially the silent part. Um, John and Johannes's camp Paso Pirates were a favourite of mine and surely must lead to some kind of film with them and I would be here for that. Also, AJ getting to be there and cheering on with her glittery crutches on the table was just a delight. As was the chaos goblin that is Nikita, slamming chairs and just generally causing trouble. In terms of overarching series thoughts, I think this year was good for diversity in general. And I think that there's been an uptake in people wanting to learn sign language, which is a great testament to Rose. Um, also, Giovanni, having learned so much through teaching her, is just fantastic. And he's got a friend zone for life. 
Nikita is an absolute revelation and has to have a partner every year. He's my new YA novel main character for all future series. Um, also, Anton has been surprising as a judge this year. I, I hated him generally in partnerships with mainly awful people who couldn't dance. But I found his feedback this season's been pretty thoughtful and considerate. And him kind of crying at Rose and generally getting choked up genuinely got me in the feels. The Christmas special was completely baffling. Um, Anne-Marie was a totally deserved winner. But what was going on with the Only Fools and Horses dance? Sexy Rodney Luba? A very terrifying concept. Please, 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 can we stop introducing her to the funny British things that we have? It's not right. Uh, Mel's dance was completely baffling and overmarked, so she should clearly stick to ruining Eurovision coverage. But for me, Moira Stewart was my winner, clearly the wine aunt we all deserved at Christmas, who arrived, did the absolute bare minimum and picked up her paycheck. The absolute embodiment of Yes Queen, give us nothing. In terms of wild predictions for the 2022 series, I think a couple of favourite Paralympians, Olympians should be in. I think Kadina Cox and Lutalu Mohammed as well, who's been an absolute revelation on the commentary. Also, I am hoping, predicting, less problematic celebrities, or at least ones who won't pull out with underlying health conditions. Please, BBC, make it happen. So, Christmas. Well, what a load of old nonsense that was. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I appreciate very much that the Christmas special is like crammed in between two regular regular episodes in Elstree and is designed to be watched after your third sherry. Uh, but that was a particularly silly one, even for Strictly. I feel yeah. like they really turned up the, the silly stakes this year. Yeah, I've not watched the Christmas special for a few years and it was enough <laughs> one to tune in too cold. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. So, yeah, that's been escalating for a while now um, <laughs> to Moira Stewart. Oh, what a legend. I, re- I mean, I didn't think any of the dancers were that bad. Like, they all did quite well. And I'm glad Graciano's won something. Yes. And Anne-Marie seems very nice. Sure. She seems very yeah, fun. Yeah, she seems, she seems fun and she's probably too busy to do a full series, so getting her in for Christmas is nice. Um, but other than completing the Antoning of Neil, <laughs> I'm not yeah. I'm not sure what what achieved what was achieved. You telling me Anton would have done that routine? <laughs> no, but <laughs> It's it's the um the sending up of the contestant is is the Antoning. Yeah. Even though like Mel obviously is extremely willing to send herself up. Yeah, she's a she's a willing participant, but all the same. Um and I Mel's one of those people that I would have liked to have seen as a standard contestant not doing a piss take. 
because I really like Mel Gebright. She's she's funny. And you want to see her let her emotional guard down and pop out a really nice foxtrot? Yeah. Yes. We want that. Yeah, that would be that is actually that's what we watched strictly for. Like who expected Sarah this year to be able to do that? Mm. Do we think then with a different pro? Yes. The, that situation would not have happened with Mel. Well, Agreed. the thing with Christmas is that it's like one and done. And mm. I'm not sure what order all the concepts happen, like whether the dance concept comes before the casting of the celebrity or not. Surely it can't. But then I do wonder, because I can't see her going for a street commercial to Ice Ice Baby. I don't know, I can. It seems, like, it seems quite in line with her like Eurovision-adjacent stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know. Didn't didn't she and Sue used to do like comic relief type stuff? Oh yeah, they? yeah. They did a few bits and bobs. Yeah, I just that, feel it's but... a bit of that ilk. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're dwelling on that a lot. When uh, Fred and Diane did a perfectly nice routine together as turkeys for reasons best known to themselves. Oh, only he was a turkey. She was a a. A hostess. Uh-huh. Trying to prepare her Christmas table and then the turkey is actually a man. The turkey came to life. As a man, not a bird. Because <laughs> the turkey was alive Anthropomorphic as a turkey, which is not problematic. <laughs> nope. Um... But anyway... I mean, it, it was it was a good quick step if you can look past the turkiness. <laughs> Yeah, well, the things that I well, say. I mean, I'm, just, I'm yeah. not sure that I can look past the turkiness. <laughs> I mean, it was mostly just a brown suit with some feather trim. But he was. At least it didn't give, uh, give him like a turkey tail or anything. He was symbolically a turkey, though. Which I guess, like, it's sort of job themed. Yuvitsa, though, she was auditioning to be made into a main pro. That's what I noticed about her routine. She yes. was so clearly brimming with joy to actually have a celebrity to work with, which was very sweet because, you know, not everyone would get excited about dancing with Adrian Charles and she really did. Exactly, yeah. And just looking at the thumbnail of Tiny Yvitsa next to a looming Adrian Charles. <laughs> very, very alarming. Um, and... So they've decided not to put it on the Christmas special clips page, although I think it probably is on the YouTube. So I'm now wondering if it did actually happen. The uh, Only Fools and Horses dance? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I was just it's about not to there. That was, that was the one where I, I was very much, what's in this drink? Poor, um, poor Luba. Can we talk about Luba in this dance? So, Luba Mushta is Russian and did not grow up with Only Fools and Horses. Um, and did not grow up with it as part of a festive tradition. And making her jive just as Rodney is weird. <laughs> Sex, well, sexy just... Rodney. Sexy. <laughs> it was really weird. Really weird. I mean, was anyone drunk enough sitting there on Christmas Day looking at that thinking... This is fine. Like, 
there was just no, nothing there that I was like. I mean, I watched the Christmas special yesterday with a soul-crushing hangover. Mm. It did not help. Uh, the YouTube comments on, on the Only Fools and Horses <laughs> routine are <laughs> pretty good. I can't be the only one who got a bit emotional at the message from David Jason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't really know what Only Fools and Horses has got to do with Christmas, but a really good effort. What a jolly tune to dance to. <laughs> um, I... oh, let's defraud the state. A- Anton oh, nearly dear. gave him a two, but a nine. Lol. Uh, um, I liked in the VT as well. Oh. They took them to the cu- the West End cast of Only Fools and Horses, which I feel like confused Luba more. That was like, who are these men? <laughs> One of them was Paul Whitehouse, wasn't it? Which is like, like, yes, yes. He plays Grandad. Yeah, it was like, wait, I'm going to need to know more about this production. Yeah, um, I mainly perked up because I saw Paul Whitehouse there. I was like, oh, you're part of this now. (laughs) Um, Um, uh, yeah, I think that that was the pinnacle of confusingness in an already extremely confusing. Christmas special and then when uh, Gary Barlow came out and oh. tried to do jazz triplets and just sort of drove through them as if he was in a bin wagon <laughs> trying to do like quite a delicate ski slalom um, I just left <laughs> just, just left I, yeah I turned it off at that point <laughs> I, 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 well I didn't turn it off I fast forwarded quite a long time because that was on that was a long musical a long interlude. segment. I mean, actually, the the Strictly Says website says that it was only 2 minutes 45, but it felt a bit more like 45 minutes. Uh, was the majority of the program. <laughs> yeah, it, did, it felt long. Um, I don't know. The, Just get the darkness on next year. They had the darkness on the last leg. So they clearly are they okay. they're clearly available for bookings. Justin is still getting in his cat And suits. Speaking of available for bookings, um I think you ought to know that Nikita is on cameo. Can we request that he just bangs a chair on the floor? <laughs> and just like bang, bang, bang. bang I don't think we're thing. allowed to specify <laughs> that he takes his shirt off, but I think, you know, we might be able to specify some chair banging. Within the cameo terms and conditions. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It always feels a bit weird discussing the Christmas special because it's not meant to help be held up to rigorous analysis, as you can tell by some of the 40s that got handed out. Um, but, you know, pleasant. Yeah, I feel like it's also not meant to be discussed or like mentioned at all after it's taken place. It's literally the most disposable episode of Strictly you'll ever see. It's never referenced again. It's never, like, mentioned again. Hey, until you need to un- introduce one of your uh, finalists as three-time <laughs> Christmas special winner. Thank you. I mean, realistically, of the trophies, I would rather have the Christmas trophy. It's much cooler. It is. And looks a lot less cheap. <laughs> it doesn't look cheap at all, only slightly. Um. So... Everybody's kind of looking forward to the tour, which 
it's the 30th of December as we record this, and it's not yet being cancelled. Um, but I, it looks like there's not going to be any restrictions in England. But I don't know that any Scottish, Welsh, or Northern Irish dates are going to actually happen. Time to get on the train across the border and spread all the COVID. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, so mm, yeah. If, if it ends up being two years in a row that there's no tour, that's kind of sad. Because the tour is extremely jolly Excellent. for everybody involved. It's a very good night out. I do love a I do love strictly tour. Yeah. But I want I want COVID less than I want a strictly tour. Well, if the pros do something over the summer, maybe uh, when when the contagion is lowest, we can maybe do something then, eh? It's all gonna come good for Oti's one woman show. Oh god yes. We need that. We need that in our lives. Um, have we got anything else? Uh, I, I know we don't do a Christmas frock of the week, but I really did like Diane's frock from the Christmas number. I... The sort of bottle green tiered number. Yes. Uh, I would like to vote for Luba's sexy <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to go for Graziano's shirt. Yeah. yeah. Actually, also Moira Stewart's um, entire silhouette because she was all she was everything she had wore in training and also uh, as her costume had this really great mm. A-line silhouette and Moira looked amazing. It, she looked fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I don't know how you can still do dignified and distinguished when you're dancing with Ali Ash dressed up as an elf, but she did. Fabulous. It's just, it's just instilled within her. Yeah, just innate. Um, yeah, so... Who gets Christmas Proc of the Week? Well, we've all voted for somebody different. Yeah, you get casting vote, though, Al. Diane? Wins Christmas frock of the week. Yeah. <laughs> this the most certain sounding frock of the week we have frock, sorry. Frock of the week. Um a frock of the week that we have ever awarded, I think. Um so yeah, that was uh us limping to the end of another series of the Keep Dancing podcast. Maybe in the same way that we're considering the semi-finals as the sort of the proper competitive end of the series, you can consider episode 13 the proper competitive end of <laughs> the series of Keep Dancing podcast. <laughs>